Welcome to the Worship Leader Probs Podcast with your hosts, Jeremy and Mr. Probs. Look, worship leading can be one of the most rewarding areas of church ministry. But it can also feel like... Ah! I'm a worship leader. And I'm a production guy. And these are our problems. Welcome to episode 32 of the Worship Leader Props Podcast, sponsored by Planning Center Online. We're back, baby. We're back. We had to take a little time off, but we're back. We are back. Can you? We are excited. If you're back with a vengeance, can that be a good thing? Hmm. Or is there a better? There's probably a better. Scripture says, "Vengeance "Vengeance is mine," says the Lord. We're back with a vengeance, baby. (laughs) We are back, and we are excited to be back with you guys. Um, thank you so much for being patient uh, as I, Jeremy, spent a little time in the hospital recently. You did. Why did you yeah. do that? You know, I just, you know, a lot of stress at work lately. And I just thought, hey, I need some time off. Let's go spend <laughs> six digits in the hospital. <laughs> Dude, seriously, so, I'm glad you're okay. And the nation was thanks, praying. It, it was crazy how many people were checking in. Um, and uh, I've even heard maybe... My future best friend Sandy Patty has been checking in. She has. Um, so it's been it, it's been really quite interesting. Um, like, should I tell kind of what's going on? Yeah, man. So what? I guess what two weeks ago now, um, my my knee felt like I was getting a little little pimple. Uh, by Tuesday, it had grown decently sized and so i went to the doctor and the doctor just said hey no no worries that's just a little pimple you're good to go but they tested it anyways by wednesday night i started getting fluish uh, and having some like flu-like symptoms and then by thursday i had spiked a fever and so we called the the doctor back and they're like you might want to go to the hospital at this point so my wife and i went up to the emergency room and uh they looked at my knee at this point which is very red and very angry is what every doctor would come in. They go, Oh, that's angry. And so, um, yeah. So I ended up going into the hospital with what started out as cellulitis in my knee. And, uh, they ended up finding sepsis, which is like, uh, the beginnings of like a blood infection. So, uh, what started out as, Hey, let's just take a look at this went from 24 hours to 48 hours to six days and surgery while I was in the hospital. And so uh, they immediately put me on some pretty strong antibiotics and uh, they didn't really do anything uh, from Thursday through Sunday. And then Sunday or on Saturday, I had an MRI of my knee because uh, they wanted to make sure the infection had not gone actually into my joint because that would be no bueno. Um, and so then uh, we, we had the surgery Sunday morning to drain it i guess is the best way to put it and i'm sorry if that's a little little graphic for everyone uh but they that ended up going in and draining it and then um we were waiting on the cultures to come back and turns out it was MRSA, so not the easiest thing to fight but um they were able to i think jump on things pretty quickly and so after the surgery on sunday morning by tuesday when the doctor came back to look almost all the redness was gone because dude it was like it was like almost all the way down to my ankle on my left side of my, my calf. And it was kind of crawling up my, my leg and stuff. And so, um, I don't think it was ever life threatening. I do think that had we waited at all, this may have been more severe than what it was. I mean, it was severe enough to have to spend six days in the hospital. Um, but here, here's the craziest story of it all, I think. And I think was a major 
uh, God moment. So Thursday, I'm oh, sorry, Wednesday, I guess, is it two weeks ago now? Cause I would have been, yeah, I would have been in the hospital this Wednesday. So two Wednesdays ago, um, when I started feeling fluish, I woke up Thursday morning. I, was, I told my wife, I was like, do you think I need to go to the, to the emergency room? And she said, no, not yet. And so I was in a meeting with my executive pastor. I came out at about two 30 and, um, our receptionist felt my head. She was like, you feel hot. So I went and I took, and I had a fever. So we called by the time I got to the hospital, I didn't have a, a fever again. Hmm. So here's the thing. If I hadn't caught that, if I hadn't spiked that fever, I would have never went to the hospital. Dude, I'm glad you did. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so about two or three days into it, I did spike another fever, but they, they caught that pretty quickly. Um, so, but dude, seriously, like this could have been so much worse, but we had so many people praying, um, so many people checking in from our church and, you know, friends and stuff like that. So yeah, been a super crazy couple of weeks. And so now, um, I have one of those fancy pick lines in my arm. I showed Mr. Props earlier and I am, I am now receiving, uh, antibiotics 24 seven at my home, which is very nice. Um, to not have to be in the hospital anymore. And it's cool. We, I've got this little pressurized ball with medication in it and it's hooked into my arm and it slowly just releases the right amount of antibiotic into my arm. And so I'll be on that for a couple of weeks and hopefully everything should be good. So, so pros- prognosis is good. Prognosis is really good. It, it's debased. It is debased. <laughs> well, dude, <laughs> my okay, prognosis so- is debased. On behalf of myself and the rest of the Worship Leader Probs Nation, we are glad that you're back. Thanks, man. We were praying for you, and uh, we are glad you're back and gaining ground on your health. And really, really, there's only one way to celebrate this. What's that? And I'm not throwing away my shot. No, I'm not throwing away my shot shot no i'm just like my country i'm young scrappy and hungry and i'm not throwing away my shot oh my <laughs> do you have any clue where that's know. from uh, no oh wait Dude, is that hamilton that's hamilton nice so i thought that was appropriate because mm. i know you want me to start singing more right. and we're, so we're getting, i'm not throwing away this this shot at life that god's given me. you guys this is a pretty high class operation here you know, it is. We're now is. instituting, like, we're bringing culture into the podcast. I've had you lots know. of cultures lately. <laughs> <laughs> so, here's a couple things I learned while I was in the hospital. Come on, already? <laughs> that was the only song I had prepared. Okay, so hold on. I'll be telling the story. Right. And then, oh, sorry. Sorry. so a couple things I learned while in the hospital. Be super, super nice to the nurses mm. and they'll become your friends. Yeah. So they kept asking me, like, why are you being so nice and respectful? And I was like, well, I'm a pastor. So I kind of know what you go through on a daily basis of some people not being super nice. So like towards the end, they were like, people were bringing me pudding and graham crackers and nurses Whoa. that weren't even seeing me were bringing me like glasses of water and they were taking care of my wife. And it was, it was awesome. So that's one thing. Number two. That we learned about Jeremy in the hospital. I do not do well on medications. There, there may or may not be some video tape footage out there of of spontaneous singing and <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> at some point fantastic. maybe at some point we could post the video we sent you 
I had been given some Ativan uh, straight into my my IV to go have an MRI because I get really claustrophobic. And my wife got video of me singing a Weezer song, and it is it's pretty funny. It's pretty incredible. Um, maybe maybe we could post it this week. I don't think it's too bad. All right, um, all right. And then um, apparently, when I I won't tell the whole story because it's not great, but. Um, I, when I came back from the surgery, cause I actually went under full anesthesia, I was apparently a mess. I would cry when the nurse came in. One of our friends came to check in and I cried when she came in. I was very concerned. I had no pants on, but yet they would ask me, do you want to put pants on? And I would say no. And oh yeah, it, my wife, she can't tell the story without just, just dying laughing. So, cause here's the, I don't, I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't abuse caffeine. Like I don't put much in my body that's not mcdonald's so um when you give me some of those 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 mind-altering drugs i just don't do well so <laughs> well we're glad you're back buddy thanks dude we and i just you. real quick i want to say to my wife because she will listen to this this podcast uh you are the best my poor wife is having to be my nurse at this point changing out ivs and doing all kinds of stuff for me she slept right next to my bed every single night I was in the hospital. I would ask her to go home and she said she just wouldn't leave. And so I'm going to tear up a little bit, but Laura, I love you a lot. And uh, thank you. Man, that's so, so cool. That's so cool. And I, I think it's great that um, they, you know, they helped her and not just allowed her to do that, but they helped make it happen in the hospital. <laughs> I think that's awesome. They ended up bringing her in like one of those kind of recliner chairs that she could sleep in. And they also had a cot, but she pulled that recliner up and literally sat as close to my bed as she possibly could and just held my hand for six days. Wow. So I am, I am definitely blessed and highly favored. You know what she is? She's the base. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I... I, I, I okay. I'm not ready for all this because I don't have enough songs in my head. Dude, you have spontaneously sung for 31 episodes, and all yeah, of a sudden you're cheating us by saying you only had one song prepared. I was only prepared for one. I didn't know this was going to be like a wedding reception, and Slip you were going to bang the glass dude, for me to kiss my you girl. Got, you have so much in your repertoire to, to draw from. You got Sandy Patty stuff. You got Aladdin. Yeah, you've got vintage. You know, worship music. He, you know what I'm really excited for? What's up? The Lion King's coming up. It is coming up. And you know I'll be singing. There you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. So, so what's up with you, dude? What have you been up to? Um, you know, I just I I be memeing. You know how I be. <laughs> so and okay. you've been memeing well because the account looks like it's grown a lot since i was the, so okay right as of this moment this is this is sunday afternoon at just about four o'clock p.m Ooh. we are at forty nine thousand one hundred and thirty eight. Oh my gosh you we know here's what's gonna happen a thousand here's what's gonna happen yeah. we're going to reveal who you are and this thing's gonna double in size in three months it's either going to double or it's going to half. Dude, you've got to stop that stinking thinking, bro. <laughs> stinking thinking. <laughs> because here, here's, here's the deal. Like, you keep saying lower your expectations. But I think what's going to be very encouraging for a lot of people is, dude, you're like them. 
You're in the trenches. You do this day in and day out. You've been doing this for 25 years. So I think it's actually, look, Carrie Job's a worship leader, right? We love Carrie Job's music. I don't know that Carrie Job gets the same treatment when she walks into a church that we do. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so like the reality is, dude, like, dude, you're a, you're a pastor at a mega church doing good things. And so like, I just, I think, I think you're going to be really surprised. Well, it's, you know, it's been a blast. This has been one crazy ride. And again, we've said this, the 50,000, this is just the next goal. It's not the That's end right. goal. It's just the next one. So do your thing, man, nation. We got to, got to do your thing. Tell your friends, tag your teams, um, keep, keep spreading the word. Cause we're, it'll, it'll it's going to happen soon. Okay. And, um, you know, we've got this ongoing partnership with Planning Center Online. Yeah, we do. Who, what? They're okay. the best. They are. So to, I've been doing this for 25 years, as you just said. And I literally, I was thinking about this the other day. Um, I cannot think of a single practical tool that has transformed my ministry in a more profound way than Planning Center. I'm not talking spiritual I, I mean, like practical tools for helping me do the spiritual stuff. There is no other uh, tool in my toolbox that has impacted that any more than Planning Center Online. I would agree with that 100%. It will change how you do ministry. I know many of you are using Planning Center right now, and you're like, hallelujah, I, I, I agree. And I'm going to sit here and say on the other side, like you've heard me say, I use every single app that they make in our church. We have been on other church management softwares. Nothing has been as smooth as using this for everything. I use it for caring for my team, for checking out my team, for setting up registrations. I mean, we use it for absolutely everything in our church, and it is so easy to use. It's so user-friendly. And now they even have Planning Center University, so you can go in and learn their stuff. Come on And it's free training. Come on. I mean, you know, free. Come on, Worship Nation fam. It It don't get better than free, man. Okay, so... Here's the okay. other thing we need to we need you to help us with whatever whatever podcast uh, application you're listening on we need you to hit subscribe okay we need yep. you to hit subscribe and we need you to leave a glowing five star review I looked the other day and they've been doing we're we're knocking on two hundred are you serious yeah yeah God we're knocking me. on the door so. Keep doing that. Please tell your friends, your teams, your guys you went to college with, girls you sang with, whatever. Get in touch with them all and tell them to subscribe and leave a five-star rating on the Worship Leader Probs podcast. Things are happening, you guys. They are happening. It's funny. I was was looking at um, our statistics the other day, and the first episode with Kim Walker-Smith has almost as many listens as my entire first podcast I did with some other friends. <laughs> we did 33 episodes of that. And Kim Walker will probably, in her one episode, get more listens than my entire show did before. Well, you, this is like, I literally just shake my head. There are a handful of people who know who I am. And, yeah. And when we, they talk to me about it, I just kind of shake my head because I'm like, you guys, this... <laughs> We are, we're enjoying this just as much as anybody is, you know? Oh, yeah. So, and that, by the way, that episode with Kim Walker-Smith. Oh, dude, it's gold. Dude, it's but gold. But wait until this week. Wait until this week. And who, you know, she followed 
Candace Payne, the Chewbacca mom. Let's go. Who brought fire. Oh, it's it, straight fire. So, and, and by the way, we've got some pretty cool uh, other guests that we're working on. Yeah. So, yeah. Buckle well, and, up. And here's the deal. Get us to, uh, get us to 50,000 because we've already got our first live event planned in September where you would get to meet Mr. Probs in person and myself. Yeah. You guys, it's going to be, it's going to, it's going to be lit. Can I say, I can say that, right? Yeah, I think so. Lit, are, is that still a thing? I actually heard a kid say that who's 18 years old today. Okay. It's going to be lit. Yeah. And maybe you may even get a dose of Mr. Long year too in person. Hello. So that what you have then are two doinks, you and me, with a yeah. very sophisticated senior pastor. That's right. Okay, so here's another thing. Oh, what you got? I love, I love when you do that because he'll say something and he gets this face and then he always puts his elbow up on the table and then rests his chin <laughs> on his elbow. Okay. He goes, here's the thing, rest. <laughs> Here, here is the thing. Okay, so Scott Longyear. We think the world of Scott Longyear. And by the oh, way, yeah. here's here's the thing you need to know. Like, what you hear on the podcast is what we see from him. Yeah. Every time we're texting or we yep. use we use an app called House Party, we where we can all FaceTime kind of at the same time. And yeah. um so what we see out of him is what you hear on the podcast. That is all real. That is him. That's right. You need to check out his book, Soul Coma. Yeah, we post about it often, um, and I'll, I'll we'll throw up another one uh, about it this week. Uh, it's a great resource. It can be a small group study. You can use it for your team devotionals. There are questions and answer portions of the book. It it is it it will make a tremendous impact on your team. Yeah, so order your copy of Soul Coma today from scottlongyear.com. And he, I mean, as he, we've said he, before, he's way too cool for two T's. Oh uh, yeah, it only takes one T. You know you've hit the big time when your website is your own name. Right? I mean. Well, and then here's the thing, guys. That's unpaid. That That's Mr. Probs and I. We just believe in him so much. Absolutely. Cleaning Center's paid. Yeah. We believe in them, but they're also paying us. Yeah. That That's a freebie. Yeah. It's totally free. Gratis. So, and, and whoever you were that listened to the podcast in Norway that recently bought one of his books, <laughs> <laughs> I wish I knew how to say something in Norwegian. What did they speak in Norway? <laughs> I think maybe I'm not going to say it because that'll Jen Smell will meme that. Scandinavian? No, that's not. That's not a language. Is it Norwegian? Oh, I guess Norwegian. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! All right, dude, you ready to get into the first segment? So ready. I because you've had two weeks to collect, so I'm pretty dang excited. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's get into the first segment on our podcast that we like to call Prayer Concerns. So each week, we uh, jump into what we call our prayer concerns. And so basically what happens is that you guys, the listeners of the Worship Leader Probs Nation podcast, you will send us in 
all the complaints that you get that come in on your welcome card, your connection card, whatever you call it, um, we've all got that little section that says, how can we pray for you? But instead, people like to give us all their complaints. And so you can easily send those to us for us to read live here on the air. All you got to do is go to info at worshipleaderprobs.com and send us an email with your prayer concern in it. And just, hey, just know, we're never going to use your name, never going to use your church's name, 100% anonymous. So, Mr. Probs, you ready to make me laugh? I hope so. <laughs> Don't let me down. The nation waits to hear me laugh. So, and it feels good to laugh after six days in the hospital. I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. I'm going to do my. I'm going to give you my all, buddy. All right, let's let's do this. Okay, number one. Okay. One time I prayed during a service and didn't say in Jesus' name before I said Amen. A really angry church member had to come and talk to me about that after church. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Got to say in Jesus' name. Number two. So does to, it not count if you don't say in Jesus' name? You know, I, I think it probably counts. I, I mean, I would think so. I think it counts. Okay. Okay. Today, a lady said she was going to yell at another member because he is eating too much and getting fat. She was livid. Come on, fam. How, did why, you? Why is that your? Why is that your business? Did, did you? Did you happen to see the one that came through in the email today? Is that in yours? I don't think so. I didn't see. Okay, it. let me just give the synopsis of it because it, it goes along very well with this. So a person said they were standing there, and a woman came up and said. Man, I'd sure like to be a fetus in there and pointed at her stomach and said, because there's a lot of room. <gasps> oh, no. I, like, I can't picture a situation where I would ever say something like that. Come on, ever. fam. I mean, come on. All right, people. All right, next one. Hey, those lights were really bright today that were facing the drummer while, you, while we were praying. My response, weren't your eyes closed during prayer? Their response, oh, um, yeah, they were. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, my gosh. It gives you away, buddy. Be careful. It, it, 100%. All right, next one. The craziest comment actually came from someone who used to be a vocalist on our team who moved out of state, and I had never met her before. She was in town visiting family, stopped in to say hi during a service. I introduced myself, and she replied, yeah, I saw you on stage and thought, that's the new me. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> All right, next one. We got multiple emails informing us that the lyric of good grace contains a double negative. And that they feel like it's super bad to have the church sing that we will fear evil. <laughs> the lyric, of course, is don't fear no evil. Don't fear no evil. Got a little, I don't know how it goes. Got a little tongue tied, I guess. Mm. Next one. My bassist insisted for weeks that we needed to move rehearsal from Thursdays to Saturdays because he, quote, needed to work. Mind you, he skips class, doesn't practice, and works for DoorDash, where he can literally make his own schedule and work whenever he wants. After he stopped showing up for rehearsal, we ended up moving it. 
Why? He's the pastor's son. Oh, oh, snap. <laughs> hey, did you ever see that Mel Brooks movie, uh, History of the World Part One? <laughs> I think I did a long time so, ago. There's a segment in it where there's this king and he just like does the dumbest stuff and he'll look at the camera and go, it's good to be the king. <laughs> I feel like that's one of those. It's good to be a king it's moments. Be, yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Oh, man. Okay. Last one. Last one. Okay. Okay. Your face is priceless right now. Oh, I'm sorry. A woman who volunteers at the church came up to me and said, quote, I had a dream last night that you walked on stage without any pants on. <laughs> to, to be honest, I don't know why I said that to you now that I hear it out loud. Then <laughs> <laughs> my response, well, was I holding a guitar in your dream? <laughs> Because if I wasn't, this could get really <laughs> awkward. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I feel like I want to be friends with this person. <laughs> because if they're, if they're willing to share something come like that, you just on, never know what fam. might come out. Oh, you know, my gosh. Okay. Let me just point out the obvious here. It's one thing to have the dream. Okay. Yeah. It's, it is quite another to walk up to the person <laughs> and at no point does a filter kick in and say, I really shouldn't tell them this, <laughs> but you just I'm, tell them. That's what I'm saying. I feel like, like you just never know what might come out of their mouth. Oh, okay. I, I probably I've said this before. This could be a billion dollar idea. Okay. A sitcom. Oh, based on, yeah. Based on the church. Not to oh, yeah. discredit the church or anything like that. I'm a committed to the church. Love the church. Yeah. But dude, come on. You you can't make this up. No, not at all. And we're not writing these, man. This really happened. Oh, yeah. It's it's funny. So um, we've got a new transitional elder team uh, at our church right now. And um, they're trying to get caught up on stuff. And there was something said, and they're like, man, I just can't believe somebody would say that. So I started pulling out all the things that we have written. They were blown away that people would say these things and do these things and think that it's okay. Like they just could not believe that this is what's actually going on. <laughs> yeah. And here's the deal. I wish I could share all of them. There are some that are not, uh, would we would not share okay let me yeah. just say that for a lot of different reasons but yeah some of them are hurtful some of them are soul crushingly heartbreaking it yeah it would blow your mind it, it would literally just break your heart and i think the thing that's so sad is i think it breaks the heart of christ i i do too i i do too and, and like i said like at no point does the filter kick in you know this I can't go tell a worship leader I had a dream about you with no pants on. No, yeah. <laughs> I just you you that's not okay. You should not do that. Exactly. Well, again, thank you so much for sending in your prayer concerns. <clears throat> again, if you'd like to to send them to this, it's info at worshipleaderprobs.com. All right, my man. Let's get into our last segment of the podcast before we get into part two with Kim Walker Smith. And we like to call this sliding into the DMs. You've heard us say it a million times. We get 
inundated in our in our uh, DMs on Instagram with people just asking questions about general leadership stuff, worship leading, and all those kinds of things. And so um, on Instagram, we can only uh, really take so much time to respond because it's sometimes it's tough to type it all out. And so um, that's where this portion of the podcast came from, is we want to be able to have a little bit of an extended time to be able to share uh, some of these uh, questions that we have to get a little deeper into them with uh, our answers. And so uh, this week, Mr. Probs, what are we talking about? We're going to talk about the craziest stuff that we've seen. Okay. Crazy stories from our church. So I'm the old guy, 25 years in. Jeremy's been on staff for 10. Yep. And a pastor for four and a half. And in church for a long time before that. So we're just going to, we're going to talk about crazy stuff we've seen. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I have a couple stories. Um, one of my favorites is so um my worship pastor uh Mr. Probs actually knows him and would attest is one of the better male vocalists out there like Absolutely. he's just he's very good and so we very rarely do specials in our church but there was one week we actually did a special and so a couple of the pastors went in there was a group of volunteers that were working on stuffing some pamphlets for some event coming up and it's me, the worship pastor. And I want to say our senior pastor was there too. And this gentleman comes up to Randy and he just goes, boy, you sang the hell out of that song this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> we lost it. Oh, yeah. We were just, and this dude, he just don't care. And he just was going on in his, <laughs> in his way about how good our worship pastor sang the song. So that's incredible. That's um, incredible. Do you want to go back and forth or how let's do you want to do forth. Yeah, let's okay, go okay, back and forth? Okay, okay, let's do that. Yeah, so, um, man, I, I had a really hard time narrowing it down. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so Mrs. Probs and I, uh, you know, in the church a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of years. And then we, we spent uh, some time traveling uh, full-time as well. And so... Uh, we were in uh, some small town, I don't remember, in the Midwest somewhere. And Sunday night, we're, we were doing the whole service, uh, like, you know, time of worship, a little bit of speaking, all that kind of stuff. So the uh, <laughs> so it's a Sunday <laughs> night, right? So the sound guy comes up and he says, hey, how long, how long did they tell you to go? And we're like, well, I mean, how long does it normally last? Like you'd normally have a Sunday night service. Well, it's about an hour. I said, okay, well then we'll, we'll do an hour. He goes, here's the deal, man. <laughs> if you go a minute over that, there's, there's a radio station in the house next door and it starts to come through our monitors. So if you go a minute over, <laughs> we will, we'll all hear what they're what they're broadcasting (laughs) and don't you know we had like a altar time at the end of the service and dude there's no way to say it like whatever they i don't remember what they were broadcasting but we all heard my god we all heard it like i I, first of all i was trying to play really loud i was on the keys that night trying to play really loud during oh an altar, gosh. which is awkward enough. Yeah. You know, typically not a really the loudest portion of the service. Yeah. So radio. That's awesome. Radio's in the monitors. 
you know, maybe get some new monitors. I don't. Uh, yeah, that's that's incredible. So um, we were working on a stage design for Christmas seven years ago. And so it was our tech director at the time, uh, my wife, our worship pastor's wife, and myself. It's about, I don't know, 1230 at night. And so I had gone back to the booth and we've just, we've been working for like 16 hours. And so I, I'm now in the back making the lights flash and making like a club and I'm playing all kinds of Florida music. Well, my wife, you can give me the right Florida song and she can't stop dancing. So she is, uh, she, she's up in the lift trying to fix this big Christmas tree and uh, apple bottom jeans, boots, boots with the fur comes on. And so she is dancing up in this lift. Everyone's laughing. And right at this point where she starts like kind of, you know, kind of hitting herself on the side, (laughs) you know, accordingly to the music, one of our drummers walks in, looks up and his mouth just dropped. And Lori has no idea that this, that he came in and is just up there getting down in the the, the thing and later on he came and just he was he's a funny guy loves to do pranks and stuff and he would just never he would just come to Lori and just recreate that move that he walked in we're like what are you doing here and he had to drop off some tables from something that he used them for (laughs) oh my gosh um okay so I've I've been at my church for 10 years and um it's a, you know, it's a, it's a church. It's a, it's a good church, solid church. Love my pastor. Um, it's not a, we're not a dancing church, you know, mm-hmm. some churches like we've, we've guest led at some churches where like the, the youth like come rushing up to the stage when the music starts and they're all down there. Like, kind of, like that's not us. That's just not us. If that is you good for you, it's just not our that's church. Right. So I hadn't been there very long. We have a Saturday night service. I'm leading, I'm at the piano, and the piano is angled, and I'm looking right at my pastor. So the music starts, and this this teenage girl, okay, li- listen, if you're, church, if you're a dancing church, good for you. We are not a dancing church. She comes down to the front by herself <laughs> and starts dancing. Okay. Okay. And it's not like regular dancing. Like it's some kind of odd, like her arms are kind of straight down. And it's not like uh, that Irish Lord of the Dance or whatever. Like it's not that kind of dance, but it's <laughs> it's just a really unusual dance. Okay. And she is doing it right in front of my pastor. <laughs> okay. Like 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 within feet of him yeah okay and so i've got a great relationship with him and the the first thing he thought was playing a prank on me he's put this girl up to this okay first of all i wouldn't i'm i am a prankster but i would never do it to my pastor during the service okay there there are filters so the after church he comes up to me laughing hysterically because he thought it was he thought it was a joke. Oh my gosh. And then he found out it wasn't a joke. <laughs> <laughs> and we had like the greatest staff meeting in history that next week. 
because oh I think he was he had been hopeful that another staff member would have maybe intervened oh on his behalf, gosh. but they didn't. So yeah, dancing oh arms down at the sides by herself. Uh so I don't know if I told this story or not. Um, years ago, I'm in one of my f- first meetings um, with uh, my worship pastor. Like I just come on staff and uh, my, our worship pastor, he's hilarious. Like first day on the job, he's like, come in my office right now. And I was like, okay. And he goes, you're going to watch this with me. And I'm like, okay, let's go. And I'm like, already take notes. And it was like this coach Hines video from Saturday night live or bad <laughs> TV or something like that. Like, so I was like, okay, I'm in the right place. So, we're a couple of weeks in and we're having our first meeting. And so he oversaw the communion team. And at that time, 10 years ago, there was an older lady that ran it and her nickname was Sarge. Um, but it was because she literally had served in the military in like the fifties, which I think is super incredible, yeah, you know, like, absolutely. so, so Sarge is in charge of everything. And she is just picture a woman in her, 80s named Sarge (laughs) and like whatever comes to your mind like that's her so she's real gruff she's real to the point so my my worship pastor sitting at his desk and then he's got two chairs in front of him so I'm sitting on the left and and she's sitting on the right and she's like okay I got some notes that I got for you guys (laughs) her purse is on the floor and she goes down to go reach into her purse and we hear (laughs) all the way down and then all the way back oh, up. God. So she literally breaks wind all the way down and all the way back up. I literally don't know what to do. This is like my first like pastoral meeting. I turned beet red. I didn't know what else to do. I started staring at the worship pastor. He was looking right past both. He would not make eye contact. Neither of us knew what to do. Sarge just kept on trucking. That's fantastic. Like she, as if nothing even happened. So we, we, we get done with the meeting and I, lo- we are both crying. We're laughing so hard. And he goes, why would you look at me? And I go, I didn't know what else to do. He was like, <laughs> dude, he goes, I knew that if I had even made eye contact with you, I would have lost it. And there was no coming back from it. Oh my gosh. We, uh, we were, we were dying. It was amazing. That's so. fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah, uh, all right. Well, hey, keep sending us those questions into our sliding into the DMs and uh, hit us up on Instagram and uh, we would love to find some good ones and we'll we'll keep following them. So can you feel the love tonight? <laughs> you know what my favorite part of it is? What's that? The little the little business that you put on the end of all those phrases. <laughs> That's why I hope we can share the hospital video. I think we should share it, don't you? Because the yeah, it's 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 pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if if my wife had gotten the video of me when I came out of surgery, though, oh, man. oh my gosh, I cannot believe some of the things I said. So at one point, I get I can say this. So I'm coming out. I, I had the Ativan shot, and um, I was getting ready to go to the MRI. So they came to get me in the wheelchair. I stand up and I almost fall over, and I look at everyone and go. It's okay. I'm a professional. <laughs> I don't know. So I don't really remember any of this. So I get back after it. And Lord, my wife goes, um, do you remember telling everybody that that thing on your knee is a hobo bite? <laughs> and I said, what? <laughs> Apparently they, they like went to turn me. I said, be careful. This is my hobo bite. I got bit by a hobo. 
because <laughs> of what was going on. So, yeah, it was ridiculous. But, all right, dude, you ready to get into part two with Kim Walker Smith? So ready. All right, here you guys go. Here is part two with Kim Walker Smith. Okay, so the third question is also a little lighthearted if you choose to answer it that way. So, okay. Um, in all the stuff you've done, you know, leading worship at church, traveling all over the world, leading at conferences and nights of worship and all church services, all the things that you've done, mm-hmm. is there a story that sticks out to you as like something kind of unusual or crazy that has happened in a in one of those events that you've been a part of? Oh man. Um wow. brain right now um <clears throat> well you know there there's a lot of the okay really weird stuff like um there was one time uh, a conference we did down in southern california and in the middle of the worship set this girl i think she just got I guess really excited. I don't know. But she jumped up on the stage and she acted like she was about to dance. But okay. then she, I think she got scared all of a sudden and she just froze. But she froze in this position with her arms out and her legs out. And she just stood there, just frozen, just spread out. And then she started rocking back and forth and staring at all of us on the stage and her eyes just darting around from person to person, <laughs> kind of like looking at us, like, what do I do now? What am I just done? Her, like, what are you doing? <laughs> and she's just rocking back and forth until finally um, security came and, and pulled her off the stage. And that was like one of the more like, kind of funny um, moments. We've had a few, a few of those like kind of, you know, people randomly kind of jumped on the stage or said some funny things. Um, I, I did have um, one of my more embarrassing times was in the middle of a song, my eyes were shut and I just, I must've took a wrong step, but I fell off the stage. And oh, I, no. I went flying off, oh, no. landed on the ground. Um, I still had my mic in my hand, a wireless, and I didn't know what to do. And everyone's just staring at me. And um, they're like mouthing, are you okay? And I just kept singing because I didn't know what else to do. And I slowly worked my way back up the stairs and back onto the stage. Um, oh, that was fun. Did you hurt uh, yourself? I didn't, fortunately. I mean, oh, it was... Man. It wasn't, wow. a, it wasn't the biggest stage we've gotcha. ever, it was, it wasn't super low. It was enough for it to be a legit <laughs> fall, but, um, not, not big enough to hurt me. I was okay. Oh, man. Um, and then as far as like special kind of, um, you know, my most favorite moments that, you know, on a, not as like funny, but more sweet. Um, I love looking out and seeing the smaller children worshiping. Um, I've got some really, uh, precious memories in my mind of seeing, um, really young kids, just tears streaming down their faces, hands up and just singing their hearts out. And they, they're so young and, and just looking at them, you can tell that 
they're having a real moment with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And um, I I always just think and wonder like, man, what's happening in this moment that Mm -hmm. this could change their, the entire course of their life. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know who that kid is. That kid could go on to be the next Billy Graham or, you know, whatever it is. And um, those moments like really get me. I've had a bunch of my own moments on stage crying. Um, I just burst in tears looking out and seeing that because I just, you just don't know like what, what could be happening or how those people are being impacted. And that's right. The, the kids are always what, what really get me. Um, oh, 100%. That's awesome. Yeah. And we had, there was one time in Germany, um, there was kind of a, kind of a Selah kind of moment in worship. You know, the, the band kept playing, but I wasn't singing. And um, we're just, we're just having a moment. I, I'm kind of like, I kind of feel like something's about to happen, but I'm kind of waiting it out to see. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden the people start singing in German and they just took over and it was amazing. And so beautiful <laughs> wow. because it's That's kind of awesome. like, we entered into what felt like a true worship moment with all of us together where it wasn't about us leading these people, but it was about all of us just being in the presence of God together. Mm. And they were just singing out in German for the longest time. And they just kind of took it and let it. And we just kind of went along with them. And it was just this really powerful, incredible worship moment. That's always stuck in my head too. That that was another like really powerful moment. That's awesome. I've had tons of, like all the, you know, I fell off the stage. I've tripped over wires. I've sang the wrong (laughs) words. I sang the wrong notes. Um, Something tells me if Kim Walker Smith sings the wrong notes, they become the right notes. (laughs) (laughs) Right. There there is no wrong note. Turn to the band and tell them, hey, play the right (laughs) word. Boss lady, you follow boss lady. (laughs) I said the five, the five. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Yeah. And I've had like, I, I I was touring and singing through all of my pregnancies. So I've I did um well all my I had, I did a tour every time I was pregnant. So I had moments where I'd run off stage um and I'd throw up and then I'd run back on oh. and keep going because oh. I was so sick from the pregnancy. <laughs> oh my um, gosh. There was one tour um I'm I'm pregnant and I I felt kind of nauseous. I felt like I need to eat something, and so there was this part where we played a little video in between a songs. And during the video, I ran off stage. I shoved a granola bar in my mouth and ate it super fast, and then ran back out. Um, so I've had a, a lot of those. I had three kids, and I was touring through all my pregnancies. So I admittedly That's- had a few where I threw up and kept going. <sighs> That's insane because we we've had a couple of girls that have sang through their pregnancies on like the worship team and watching yeah. them like months seven eight you know where like the breath support's not quite there the way it was <laughs> but they're just well, but I can't imagine doing that night after night oh, yeah man. when I was pregnant with my daughter I was on um, the outcry tour and I actually hit my nine month mark and so I was nine months pregnant I came home from that tour and I had her three weeks later. Oh, it was goodness. Wow. Wow. I had to I had to tell a little fib to the flight attendant so they'd let me fly home. <laughs> oh. oh no, I'm not that pregnant. I just have a big baby. <laughs> <laughs> we we yeah. just think it's real, real got a real big head. It's all good. We're all good. Oh man. Okay, so this isn't part of the Frank Five, but like how long have you been singing with Jesus Culture now? Uh 19 years. Holy moly. So, like, is there a song 
you, if you could do it, you'd never sing it again. Oh, like do you get t- like if you're like, oh, I don't want to have to sing that one more time. Uh, probably yes. Okay, and I got to remember what I can't remember what it's called now because I literally never sing it again because it drives me crazy. It's <laughs> um. Okay, hold on. Let me find it. It's this song that the band, they they wanted to get real creative. And, you know, I don't play an instrument. So sometimes they would just make decisions and like, well, Kim doesn't play an instrument. So she's not getting to say how the music goes. <laughs> That's why I put my boss lady hat on, you guys. That's what they're talking <laughs> Let's about. Let's go. Um, so... Let me let me find it. It it's they decided they wanted it to start with the vocal. So the vocal starts and then the music comes in. Oh, wow. And it just about killed me. I, <laughs> I I I couldn't quite get it right. And I think that they were tricking me because um I used to, I didn't like click. So for the longest time on so many of our albums, um, I didn't have a click. And I would just depend on the drums to keep me on rhythm, but I was, I was on rhythm. It was fine, but they were always wanting me to have the click and I never wanted it. And then they made this song where I had to have the click because I had to have a count to tell me when to come in. And then after that, it was like, then I was just used to it, you know? And yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. you guys did that on purpose, didn't you? And they swear <laughs> they did it, but I think they're okay. Are they kind of practical jokers and stuff? Cause when we were, Saw you guys in Fort Wayne. They were throwing water bottles back and forth. All of a sudden, um, oh gosh, uh, I can't. Why can't this thing his name? The guitar player, not James Duke, but the other one. Um, he like disappeared off stage and then like came back and he like put his guitar down. And you could just see they were all just eyeing each other down. And- yes, yes, they are. They are practical jokers. So they need the boss lady, right? They do. Yes, they do. Someone's got to keep everyone in line every now and then. But so you know, then you, ca- I'm, I'm happy to do that. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like the reality is you told a little fib earlier. You have way more than three kids. Then, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got I the mean, whole thing. That's kind of true. It is kind of true. <laughs> I can't. I'm trying to find. Uh, I. I mean, I don't think it was. Um, it's like when I I never do like I did it and then I never did it again because it j- drove me so crazy. I can't even find it on here. Anyway. See, you were you were so unhappy that you you had him pull it right off. <laughs> yeah, I was like, please just so get rid. Of Boss Letty says no. Nope, not gonna do it. Oh, my. We- That's what it is. Awesome. We will run. We will run. Okay. Yeah, I like that song too. Awesome. Um. So question number four, um, what would be, what'd be a little known fun fact about Kim Walker Smith that like, I know it's tough, like when you're on Instagram and all that stuff, like it's easy to kind of like overshare sometimes your life, Mm -hmm. but like, is there something that like most people just wouldn't even know about Kim Walker? Um, I am very, very quirky. Um, I, have my husband, me, my husband probably say I'm a little OCD, but, um, so, you know, I worked as a banker, so I have a weird thing with numbers and I have kind of a knack for that. And, um, so I need things to be even numbers. 
And okay. if I turn up the volume, it's got to be on an even number. Um, I need things to be even. And um, I have My brother. a weird photographic brain. So I'll do this thing. And I have to say, before I admit this, it drives me crazy that I'm this way. I'm trying to get help. Okay. I hate that that I'm this way. It makes me crazy. It makes my husband crazy, but like, I'll go to the cupboard. I'll open the cupboard. I'll pull out a cup to get a drink and I'll shut it and I'll just open it, get my cup and shut it. But I can tell you just in that moment, exactly how many of each kind of cup there are. And then I will know exactly how many's missing. And for some reason I need to know where they are. And if they're not in the sink and they're not in the dishwasher, well, where are they? Where are the cups? Oh my. And I have to find them. It's so ridiculous. It drives <laughs> my husband crazy. It's and very like rain man of you. I know. Right. I know. And then like I can, I'll drive somewhere once and I'll never forget how to get there again ever. That's awesome. And so I, I will, I, I just have this crazy photographic memory and I will remember all that stuff perfectly. And it, that's cool but, though. I mean, uh, sometimes, I, sometimes it's cool. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes <laughs> it makes me a little bit of a crazy person. Does it work I'm with sure. people? Uh, it, it does work with people. I will remember a face, but I won't remember names unless, gotcha. Gotcha. unless I saw their name. Like if they're, if they had a name tag, then mm-hmm. I'd probably remember it. I don't remember names as well, but I will remember gotcha. a face. Gotcha. I've met people that they like, you know, maybe in a, a, a line for like an autograph or something and they'll they'll be about to tell me you know i met you however many years ago and i'll look at them and say i met you and then they're always like <laughs> <laughs> and i'll i'll remember that i had met them because i just that my photographic brain is that's crazy. that's awesome that's like a superpower yeah. it helps with yeah. memorizing lyrics sure it does oh, i'm sure oh man so, because I've yeah. talked with a couple couple people that have perfect pitch, and you would think that that would be like a good thing, but mm. they're like, "Oh yeah. no!" Yeah, if crazy. a car drives by and it's not, if the uh, the <laughs> engine's out a little bit and it's not in tune, it will drive me crazy. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's almost more yeah. of a burden than a than a, than a gift. Yeah. Okay, so here's question number five. This is the last one um, okay. of the of the Frank Five. So, if we could gather every worship leader and every production person like from churches like every volunteer singer and player and the guy who's guys and gals who run lyrics and all those people we could get them all in one like big giant arena and we gave you a microphone what what would you want to say to them what 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 like word of encouragement or counsel or whatever what what would you feel compelled to say to that group oh uh Wow, so much. Well, um, the the first and main thing I'd probably want to say is um, I would just want to remind them that people are never your enemy ever. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that uh, especially when you work in in a creative realm, it's and you just <laughs> feel kind of. <laughs> 
picked apart sometimes, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. it's really easy um, to make people your enemy or working with a team and, you know, all these creative people who have a difference of opinions and not everyone always agrees on how it should be or how it should go or whatever. And I just think um, we're meant to live in community and we're meant to live partnered with people and having people in our lives and working with others. And um, our, our job as the worship team and everyone that that entails is to serve the body of Christ. And, and to you, it's hard to serve them if you don't truly love them. And, um, oh. and let's be honest, sometimes they are a little unlovable. <laughs> sometimes they are hard to love. Oh, they really are. And, um, and so I would just want to remind everyone that, uh, that that is, is our job. And, and for me, when I'm struggling to love people, where I'm struggling to love the church, when I'm struggling to love those who, who hurt me, um, I just go and spend some time with Jesus getting more of his love. Uh, because that's, that's the only way I can do that. Like I get filled up with his love and that is the love I use <laughs> to love mm-hmm. others. Mm-hmm. And um, I would just, I think that there's, you know, it makes me sad when there's like high turnover rates or, you know, a constant, you know, you can't, the church is a struggle keeping people and, and constantly people, you know, going out because it didn't go the way they wanted or mm. they didn't get promoted as quickly as they wanted or they didn't get the position or they didn't get along with or they didn't like the pastor, you know, whatever. And I just think, man, I just wish sometimes we just had more of this thing inside of us that says, um, it, it, it's worth the fight. It's worth worth the fight for relationship and community and to be working with people. And it's not, it's not ever going to be perfect. And there is always going to be that stuff. Um, but it's worth it if we can stick through it and learn, learn to love. Um, but also the other thing I would say is, um, and I, I say this a lot and to be perfectly honest, I feel like only a small percentage actually listen to what I'm saying and like really take it to heart. But you know, when, when people ask me, they say, I want to grow as a worship leader, worshiper, how can I do that? And I tell them, you got to grow your relationship with Jesus. And I Mm -hmm. feel like it's kind of like a disappointing answer, like, okay, whatever, you know, the Christian thing to say, but the real power comes from that relationship. And so, you know, if you want to get get up there and have a good performance and sing songs, fine, do it. Lots of people can do that. But if you want to get up there and if you want authority and if you want to move in power, if you want to partner with Holy Spirit, if you want to see lives changed, you have got to match that with your prayer life. Like Mm -hmm. you've got to have a relationship with God that is alive and breathing and active and an actual prayer life and relationship with him. That's where the authority comes from. That's where the power comes from. And, and that's why, you know, you can look out at a a sea of worship leaders, artists, musician, recording people, whatever you want to call them. And there's only going to be probably a small percentage that there's actual power, the power of God flowing through them, things actually happening versus we're singing songs that we love. And there's nothing, I'm not saying that there's something wrong with that. We love the songs. We love going to those events. We love being a part of that, but you can't expect something powerful to happen if there's no actual relationship with god am i making sense absolutely oh yeah oh man yeah so i just 
I, when I say to worship leaders, grow that relationship with God, you, you can't try to, if you want to lead people in, in breakthrough, for example, um, yeah. well, you can't lead them in that if you don't actually know what it's like to have breakthrough in your own life <laughs> with Jesus, you know? So I just, I keep saying it, but I feel like there's only a small percentage who will actually hear me and actually pursue that. And, and I, I'm a product of that. I didn't, um, I didn't go to a fancy school. I don't have a music degree. I never had a voice lesson in my life. I don't have any kind of training. I don't have anything to say that I can do this or do that. What I have is a deep rooted relationship with Jesus that I fought for through blood and sweat and tears and an understanding of him and his spirit and yep. something, you know, this relationship and, and everything that I do as a worship leader flows out of that place, out of yep. that relationship, out of that connection. So anything good about what I do has come from that. And that, and, and I feel like I'm a, I'm a product of that. So I know that it's real and I know that it works. I just wish they'd listen to me. <laughs> it's, it's, it's literally so annoying. You know what I'm saying? Like it's how do you talk to people? And we get that question a lot. I get that question with like, and I'm like, it's all about your relationship with Jesus. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. No, but for real, like, you know, what guitar should, and I'm, no, stop. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and it, for Mr. Probs and I, like, cause you're, you're, you're probably the 12th or 14th person that we have interviewed. And it's very interesting. All the ones that feel like there's this really extra special anointing on them that th there's just, you can just really see the hand. Like for us, one is like a Meredith Andrews. Like there's not a whole lot of people that communicate and help you to feel in God's presence. But then when you go to talk to me, you find out, it's it really comes from her relationship with Jesus Christ. Like, Amen. yeah, there is some talent, but the reason that she's the worship leader she is is because you can tell the hours and hours and hours and hours she has spent in her prayer closet. Yes, you know, and it's like as much as we try to champion that, like, you want to be a great worship leader on Sunday, get in your word on Monday. Yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean. And they just they're like, okay, cool. No, for real though, how do I get better? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's so. true. I, I've even, you know, I've grown my vocal range over the years. I feel like I've grown as a singer over the years. So even like, if we're talking about just skill or talent, I feel like all of that is also contributed to my relationship with the Lord and to the prayers I've prayed. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like, you know, ask and you'll receive. Well, I, I didn't have the training, but I definitely went to God and said, I want to grow in this. I want to get better at this. I want to, and I, I prayed, I sought him first and, and That's I right. think that he was faithful how he is. So I just think, um, you know, I, I love worship schools. I think training, growing, practicing, all of those things, of course, benefit um, the worship leader, the band player, the everyone, but at the heart of it all, the real, authority, all of that, it comes from that relationship with the Lord. Amen. Right. Wow. Well, that's Dude, so Ms. Prowl, we need to shut the podcast down. No more right. episodes. Pray the benediction. Kim Walker just, <laughs> yep. just every yep. week we're just gonna re-ear the Kim Walker Smith. <laughs> <laughs> every time somebody asks listen. us, hey, how do I grow as a worship leader? We're gonna send them a link to just exactly. that. Exactly. Exactly. We can't say don't listen to anymore. us, listen to her. So okay, I have a question. Yeah. I, and I'm so thankful I get to ask you this. So for me, one of the most profound worship experiences I've ever been a part of 
I wasn't actually there. <laughs> it was watching for the very first time when I watched um, Jesus Culture do Oh Lord, You're Beautiful way back in the day. I think even mm-hmm. Melissa Howe, I think was her yeah. name. She sang it. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting, I, I was in my plant office eating lunch and I just happened to find it on on, on YouTube and lady the hair stood up. Like, was that was it? that deep in the moment actually there as it was for me every time I have watched that. You know what I mean? Like, yes. I just feel like I've, I've watched a lot of cool videos of worship and that one for me always goes down. Number one is like, okay, something was happening in that moment. Yeah, definitely. You know, from the very beginning when we first started recording and then when we started actually filming, um, our, our number one goal was that we wanted to capture a moment. We didn't want to necessarily try to create something super polished or perfect, but we just wanted to capture what had already been happening in our conferences and our sessions, our times of worship, all of that. And, um, so what you saw and felt is definitely what we were feeling in the room that night. Um, that was that that was the uh, consumed record, I believe, and we did it so, at yeah. an old theater, um, and it was just uh, a really powerful night of of worship. It was um, kind of a smaller theater, so it, it's always really nice when everyone just kind of crammed in really close. You know, I love yeah. that, and um, and that song is so special, anyways. You know, oh yeah, and um, <clears throat> I think all of all of those. We had a really great team with, you know, video and all of that. I, I don't know much about that world. I just know we had really great people doing all of that, but really we were just, it's, we're just doing what we do going into the presence of God, having a moment with Jesus. And we, we captured it. Yeah. Wow. It. That's awesome. I'll have to, Miss Prouds, you've never seen it. I'll send you the link to the YouTube video. I I've can't to that. this day explain. There's this part towards the middle-ish end Mm-hmm. This tension starts to build and they've got like yeah. jingle bells out and like, wow. I just can't, I can't, I can't even with it right wow. now. Wow. <laughs> so. I remember the first time I heard Holy Spirit, it was at the experience conference in Orlando and I that just really? fell to my knees. Um, it was, you could cut it with a knife, man. It was so yeah. powerful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that mm-hmm. song. So That's good. So, favorite of mine to sing. One last, one last question I have. So tell me a little bit about how like the whole Jesus culture, how does it work? Cause like one of the things I noticed is like part of my research is I always go on CCLI to see like how many songs people have written, what songs they've written. One of the things that kind of struck me is I noticed like you and Chris actually haven't wrote a ton of songs together, but you guys have been like touring together for 19 years. So like, how does it all work? Like, do you kind of go write, he writes, and then you go, I think I'm going to keep this for my album and maybe we could do like, I just, I was so curious how all of that kind of works. Um, yeah. So we've honestly, I would, I feel like we're still kind of new in that because remember when we first started, we weren't, none of this was planned. So the only reason we recorded an album was because we have this summer youth conference called Jesus culture these teenagers are showing up, they're encountering God, but then they go home, they go right back to their lifestyles. Some of them don't even go to church. They come back the next summer and we're having to like start all over again. And so we're like, what if they could 
take this home with them and keep pursuing God and like grow that relationship. Maybe they'd come back the next summer and we'd get to go deeper. We'd get to go further and not necessarily have to start back over again. So we're like, well, let's just record. We had no money, but we just recorded again. We're just trying to capture the moment. So we record the everything album and then we get it into the hands of the teenagers and exactly what we hoped it happened would happen. So parents are emailing us and they're like, my kid won't stop listening to this. My kid suddenly wants to go to church. My kid is in yes. their room praying. Like what's happening? Let's go. And so we're like, awesome. this is the answer to prayer. So when the teenagers came the next summer, suddenly it was like, a, it's like the same teenagers that have been coming to our conference, but they're different. They, wow. they are like ready to go deeper. They're ready mm. to grow. Mm. So then we're like, well, okay, let's do it again. But this time let's film it. Wouldn't it be fun to have it on DVD as well? Mm. So mm. we're not, all the songs we're doing are just songs that we were doing in the youth group. Wow. Songs that like minister to us. They're not songs that we wrote and we weren't like trying to be songwriters or artists or anything because again, we're just focused on a problem that we had with our own teenagers yeah. that we're trying to solve. And then a kid put how he loves on YouTube. It went viral and the rest is kind of history after that. But yeah, the, as we were kind of growing, then it was like, Oh, well maybe we should write songs. Maybe we should write songs that express our own heart and our, our movement and what God is doing with us. So me and Chris kind of started writing, but he started before me because he plays an instrument. He was already interested in songwriting. I yeah. personally hated songwriting. I didn't want anything to do with it. <laughs> I don't play an instrument. I thought it was boring. And I thought, yeah. <laughs> why would I write a song when there's all these people writing awesome songs that I could sing? Yeah, like, exactly. Let's just do that. Let everyone else write the songs. I'll sing them. Like stay in my lane. I can stay in my yeah. lane. I'm happy with that. Yeah. And, um, and then I kind of felt like the Lord kind of, pushing me like come on Kim like a little conviction like let's hear your heart let's hear what's in me there so I started writing but <clears throat> it's weird Chris and I we work really well together as worship leaders leading together but we're very different personalities and just do it totally different and so we we write with we have different people that we like to write with and we write and we kind of pick and choose what goes together and we'll go well on the corporate album and then the rest we might put on a solo album or whatever. But I don't, I honestly, I don't really have any explanation except just to say, I think we're just really different, but mm. we've been doing this for so long together that we're really comfortable that with how we do it different. I mean, we're friends. It's not like we, it's not like we don't get along yeah. or anything. Yeah, it's not yeah. like that. Um, but it's just, I don't know. I guess we, we're just, we've been doing it this way for so long. We're just used to it. Man, that's, that's awesome. awesome. That's so cool. That's so cool. That's great. Thanks for and I could that. I could sit here for the rest of the day. I know, but you have a life to get back to and children. Hello, children. I want to set off the fire, exactly. yeah. fire alarm. I didn't hear the fire alarm go off again. So I think you're good. <laughs> <laughs> but who knows what the house looks like? No, that's, that's fine. <laughs> I know, but you'll know what it should look like. <laughs> right. Exactly. You'll know exactly where that was not to there. That was not there. There should be 18 <laughs> of those. Know. I know. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Kim, thank you so much oh, uh, you. for coming on. Oh. I'm very excited for uh, our listeners to get to hear this. And I hope for the, the percentage grows of the people that start listening to the advice of yes. go spend time come with on. Jesus. Yeah. Dude. Give us, we need yes. to come on fam. Yeah. Right? Come on fam. 
So awesome. Well, thanks, Kim. I uh, really appreciate oh, it. Uh, well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Dude, I loved, I mean, everything about that. But I think one of the things that really hit me hard, um, and as we're trying to like figure this thing out and like lead uh, where God's wanting us to with worship leader probs, like, you know, people ask us all the time, how do I become a better worship leader? And we tell them it starts with your relationship with Christ, mm. but nobody wants to listen to us. And yep. so yep. here's Kim Walker Smith, who's one of the best, best, I don't know how, but one of the more profound anointed worship leaders of our time. Yep. Yep. And what's her advice to be better? Concentrate your relationship with Jesus Christ. Jesus. That's where it starts. So it really, awesome. it really is that, that not that it's a formula, but it is, it is that simple. Like it, it all flows out from there. Correct. It does. So, well, hey guys, thank you so much for listening to episode 32 of the podcast. Don't forget to find us on your favorite podcasting app and give us a five-star rating. Don't forget to tell your friends to get us to 50,000 so we can meet Mr. Probs live in person. And until next time, see ya. Deuces.